Retropod is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Are you looking to learn a thing or two about getting your finances in order, saving, and investing? Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. It had been a bad few weeks for the man in the Oval Office. Congress wouldn't cooperate with him. He couldn't bend the government to his very strong will. Backed into a corner, he seemed to have only one option left, declare a national emergency. So in came the TV cameras, and the president took his case directly to the American people through their televisions. My fellow Americans, he said, Tonight our country faces a grave danger. These are not normal times. These are times of crisis. It was April 8th, 1952. The president was Harry S. Truman. So what was the national crisis? Well, the Korean conflict was well underway. And back home, there was a big-time dispute between steel companies and their workers that threatened to deny U.S. troops the weapons and tanks they needed to fight over in Korea. So on TV that night, Truman explained why he had just directed his Secretary of Commerce to seize control of the country's steel mills, a truly extraordinary action. I would not, he said, be faithful to my responsibilities as president if I did not use every effort to keep this from happening. Truman's actions 67 years ago sparked a fiery constitutional dispute that rocketed all the way to the Supreme Court. And now, as President Trump considers claiming similar emergency powers to build his long-promised border wall, scholars are looking back at Truman's gambit and the legal precedent it created. Suddenly, a forgotten Supreme Court case, Youngstown Sheet and Tube Company versus Sawyer, is in vogue again. Like Truman, Trump used a recent White House address to make the case that the United States was facing a grave problem. In this case, what he described as a security crisis at its southern border. Trump has threatened to declare a national emergency. But Truman's conflict, it was much different. In 1950, North Korea had invaded South Korea, and Truman sent troops for what he hoped would be a short deployment to defend a U.S. ally. But the Chinese joined the North, and the conflict raged on. At home, Truman struggled to keep inflation in check with a new law that allowed him wartime wage and price controls over strategic industries, like steel. But union workers were hankering for a raise, and thus the conflict. With the price of steel held in check, the companies refused to meet workers' demands for a pay increase, and by the end of 1951, a strike was looming. Truman had a weapon to head off the strike. The 1947 Taft-Hartley Act gave the president authority, through court order, to suspend a strike for 80 days in cases where national security was at risk. But Truman didn't want to go that route, and he tried 
desperately to avoid using emergency powers, ordering both sides to work out a deal in front of a special wage board. That board recommended a raise for the workers. The steel company said, okay, but only if we can raise prices. Nope, Truman said. And then he went on TV to announce his intent to take over their mills. With American troops facing the enemy on the field of battle, I would not be living up to my oath of office if I fail to do whatever is required to provide them with weapons and ammunition they need for their survival. Therefore, I am directing the Secretary of Commerce to take possession of the steel mills. The dispute wound through the justice system all the way to the Supreme Court. In a 6-3 ruling, the court said the president had gone way beyond his powers. Truman lost. Constitutional scholars say the case is a clear guide to what powers the president has under the Constitution. But that hasn't stopped Truman's successors from taking similar actions, often with success. During a postal strike in 1970, President Richard M. Nixon declared a national emergency and deployed the National Guard to deliver the mail. Jimmy Carter used emergency sanctions against Iran during the hostage crisis that began in 1979. There have been dozens of other instances, with many renewed by the White House year after year. In fact, in 2017, President Trump renewed Carter's state of emergency declaration against Iran, saying in a press release that the national emergency declared on November 14, 1979, must continue. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. This episode was adapted from a story written by Steve Hendricks for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. The Washington Post has a new daily podcast, Post Reports, hosted by me, Martine Powers. Every weekday afternoon, we're bringing you stories about the state of the country, the world, and how we come to know the things we know. Get it now at WashingtonPost.com slash Post Reports.